0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 22 of the Dig New Streams podcast. I am your host, Dave Capozzi, and this week is the second part of a series that I'm doing with Celeste the Therapist on Waking Up to the System, a series we're calling Things We Can't Unsee. This episode is called What Now? And when we recorded this, it was not long after the shooting in Buffalo, in which an 18-year-old white supremacist walked into a grocery store and murdered uh, 10 black people and injured three more. Uh, But it was before um, the school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, in which 19 children and two adults were murdered while they were at school. And so the conversation that we have, while it talks about how we respond two tragic things that happen often, you know, going to social media and, and trying to sort it out, express ourselves. Um, it did not fully encompass the tragedy that has been the last few weeks. And so before I get to my conversation with Celeste, I want to take some time to just express what's going on within me, uh, ever since these two tragedies collided and how I've been trying to process this whole thing. When this episode becomes available, it will be Memorial Day, uh, which is a day in America when Americans celebrate or remember, really, uh, people who have died at war uh and it's a day that people get together with their family and friends have cookouts go to the beach you know you know the deal here if you have lived here um and i can't help but feel like on this day we're also now having to incorporate and honor the lives of people who have been lost when they're just going about their daily lives people who have not agreed to participate in a war um who have just decided to go to the grocery store or are attending school. Um, we have to also be honoring the lives of those who have been lost because they are victims of a war, uh, that politicians and special interests, the NRA, um, are unwilling to consider in their war to have more money and power. And, yeah there are ideologies. there are people associated with this. There is white supremacy, which wages a war on people of color. there is um, there's all sorts of other things going on here. Um, but there is something about this particular war when two eighteen year olds uh, who obviously have issues beyond what the system has been able to handle or, or is willing to handle. We're able to get their hands on weapons that they use in the military. Um, because you know, America, uh, because of that, we have to wake up and hear about tragedies where people are gunned down in grocery stores and schools. I mean, it, you know what Celeste and I talk about, in this episode is really how we respond uh when tragedy happens, when difficult things occur and we go to social media and express ourselves and um we talk about the futility of that, how it doesn't really change the system. But what we don't really get spent a lot of time talking about is how we just feel like we need to express ourselves because we feel like we don't have a voice. We we don't have the capacity to change these awful things. So that's what we know to do. We, we talk about it. We grieve. We scream. We cry. And we put it out there because we need solidarity in those moments. We need someone else to be like, yeah, um, me too. Uh, and that's what we're using it for often in those spaces. And I think where my mind goes is that I get frustrated seeing this play out all the time. And that's maybe where this conversation came from for me. Of just witnessing, like, here's the tragedy, and then here's the predictable response, and then what are we waiting for again? Another cycle of this. And I'm just so tired of it. That The day after the shooting in Uvalde, I had to drive to school as a teacher and know that I was sending my children to school. Uh, who one of them is the age of the kids that were, were killed. And it hit me in a way that it hadn't in the past because my kids weren't that age. And yeah, it was also, um, the fact that I'm a teacher and in that setting, uh, in a therapeutic day school where a lot of the kids have, Needs that um, people talk about as the the causes of these things. And so it hit me on a more personal level than it has in the past. And so I, on my way to school, was screaming and crying because I am just done as so many of you are. Um, We're all feeling this together, this collective, what the fuck do we do with this? Like, what, what's, uh, what do we do now? How do we respond other than to grieve and to cry? What, what can we do? How do we make this stop? Other countries have somehow figured this out. They've had tragedies, and then they've done something about it. But for a whole bunch of reasons that I'm not interested in getting into in this segment, uh, we refuse in this country to do something about these tragedies. We have just proven that we're not as interested in the lives of our children as we say we are. We're not as pro-life as we claim to be. Um, it's just not the case. And I don't, uh, don't wanna hear rhetoric or arguments to convince me otherwise. Uh, we have proven with our actions that we are more interested in money and power and our own individual freedoms, or whatever that means, than we are the lives of children and black people in this country. That has been proven true. You know, at the time that I'm recording this, um, we're entering into a season of celebrating America, which is what summers are in America. It's Memorial Day in May, and then Flag Day in June, and then Independence Day uh, on the 4th of July. And uh, it's just a steady parade of red, white, and blue, of stars and stripes. And, um, you know, I'm not suggesting that we shouldn't love our country or celebrate all of these things. All I'm asking is, do we want more of the same of this? How can we celebrate what it means to be America or American when this is going to be our legacy for a long, long time? We have more school shootings than we want to admit. We have more mass shootings than we want to admit. We still have racism and white supremacy very alive in this country. Is this what we want to celebrate as we head into summer 2022? And in this series that Celeste and I are doing, it's really asking questions about how we respond when the system only seems to be offering us solutions that perpetuate these horrifying things. And while right now it does seem like these things are insurmountable, that we can't make the change, I don't believe that that's true. If we look at other countries and we look throughout history, there has been change. We have adapted and shifted when we have not liked the way things are. Uh, And most of us do not like the way things are. So this conversation between Celeste and I that you're about to hear is that. It's our sort of what is going on with this system? How do we notice it? And then what do we do within ourselves to make sure that we're healing from it? And then outward, how are we addressing it? What do we do now in the world to disrupt this system. Uh, And that's the spirit of this conversation. I hope that it invites new thoughts and questions because we need those right now. We need more questions, more dialogue, better solutions than we have in front of us right now. And that's why we bother with this. That's why we have any of these conversations because we're tired of the old ones. like well part of the process is anger and Mm -hmm. i think one of the things is that we direct our anger at other white people instead of okay now i've learned this what now must i do rather than telling other white people to shut up
1: yeah yeah i love that and it's and it's a system thing like the system is teaching and perpetuating the mindset that um people tend to have so um So when you think about it that way, um, you know, I think it will help in the delivery of of what's being said. Um, And I I would tell people like to look at some of the things they may struggle with. And if they had somebody breathing down their neck about it, um, it, they would have a hard time hearing.
0: Mm. Um,
1: So yeah that i think or like a, a parent to a child sometimes right the child doesn't right. get it right away <laughs> right
0: that's the that's probably the best example, right is like yeah, we parents like bang our heads against walls trying to get our kids to do what we want them to do, yeah, and like they're the kid we're the it's on us, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know so if you've if you've in some way learned something or grown in wisdom in some way. It's on you if the things yeah. if it's not effective and ultimately I think that is, is the crux of what I want to get after is how do we move away from the way the system has infected us. I I just recently in our first podcast get together you mentioned stolen focus a couple times by Johan Hari, and, and I heard a, an interview with him. And I think so much of this is he's talking about the way we've like our humanity has been stolen.
1: Yeah. And
0: ultimately that's what I see this series of you and I talking about is how, in what ways have, have, has our humanity been stolen by whatever powers that be? And what, what is it? What is the most effective way for us with all of our different personality traits and ideas and ways of thinking? What's the best way for us to, sort of free ourselves from that
1: um you know I, I a big part of it is like we're all victims of the system mm, mm. um you know um and then sometimes we become perpetrators if we're if we're aligning with the system yeah
0: um
1: but you you know you we this is the education that we were american education and um the way things were done it's like you were taught i think if if white people give themselves some grace and understanding that this is how they were taught mm. right and this is the environment we are a products of our environment and when we understand that um then we can understand that okay like i get it and um and i know sometimes when people get it they just want to like scream to the world then and-
0: yeah There's this
1: like energy in them that, but it's kind of like, just kind of like being still and thinking about what you can do. And even as a therapist and somebody that's really invested in the black community, there's so many different areas of the system that has affected us, but I can't be involved in literally everything.
0: Right. Right. And so I
1: know my lane and I understand like what I can bring to the world but I'm a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And I think if people look at what they're doing as a piece of the puzzle, cause you can tire yourself out trying to like get people to understand. It's like people are, are people and they're going to process in different ways. And, yeah. and so when you understand that it's going to, it's going to be okay.
0: Yeah. It reminds me, I don't know if you have this experience growing up in the church, but people always used to be like, anytime someone would get saved, in quotes, (laughs) they'd become like the most on fire evangelists going like, and I remember having conversations with people like, Oh, I wish I still had that like childlike fervor to preach the gospel thing. It's like, what happens when you first learn something and you're like, Oh, this saved me. It's going to save you too. Mm -hmm. And usually those are the least effective uh, evangelists because they, they, they're they just projecting all of their shit out on other people, yeah. which is not everyone's story. Um,
1: yeah.
0: and, and that is what, come, what a lot of this comes down to is that not everyone has the same story or experience just because someone looks a certain way, acts a certain way, doesn't mean that mm-hmm. in any way you can say, oh, I know what that person's experience is and this will be an effective way to reach them
1: right 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 that's good the church thing is a good example on how um you know people um or maybe a new relationship um yeah you're like on fire and, and you're going and you lose balance right yes um in your life people tend to lose balance um and so when it comes to like systemic racism really like trying to still balance out your life because you can go into a deep depression or you know trying to like save the world when it's like you got to save yourself first oh man and make sure you're okay with yourself first
0: that's so true yeah it's true because i i remember i do you want everyone to get like at some point that that thing within you is like oh i want everyone to have this freedom you know i feel
1: that (laughs) yeah
0: yeah and and ultimately sometimes it comes out in ways that we would rather not we would rather it didn't come out that way like we don't Mm -hmm. we don't want to be stereotypical we don't want to be cliche and when we see these same reactions to waking up play out it's important to name them and say well can we pause for a second look what we're doing we're just Mm -hmm. arguing with each other we're just playing Mm -hmm. out what we see on tv um, what Mm -hmm. we see in the media and i guess i wonder what what do you think might be a helpful way for someone to once they've, because people are waking up all the time, right? Mm-hmm. What, what do you think is a helpful way for someone to realize, wow, I've seen something. What might be a, a maybe less natural, but more wise first step than I got to tell the world, like, what do you think might be a way to encourage someone to start out?
1: Um, Being okay with not expressing everything on social media. Yeah. Um, I think that's where a lot of the conflict comes. I mean, the goal in social media is to keep us on. So the more egregious the uh, event or the words, you know, it stirs something up in people. Um, Maybe a big part of it is just like reflecting with yourself, like maybe some um writing exercises um mm. some dialogue because you have to be really clear and and comfortable and confident in yourself and 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 what you understand right um so you don't feel like you're being attacked or unheard when you're explaining it to someone else right and so i think That's like good. when you're in this new space um and you're you may not be as grounded in it as you can be um, and you, and, and it's it not, it's it not validated by your um, friend or your coat, whatever, then it's like, oh my, and then you start to like freak out and it's like, no, I know this, but it's like, if you know who you are and you understand what you understand, you don't need validation from anybody. Mm. Um, it, it's hard to have that when, um, you're, um, not grounded and that's with anything yeah. within ourselves. Right.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's really helpful. I saw, I noticed uh, anytime there's a catastrophe, anytime there's something Mm -hmm. big that happens, for instance, the Buffalo shooting where 10 people were killed and I think three others were injured. uh, Mm -hmm. It is, we're horrified, collectively Mm -hmm. horrified Mm -hmm. and we mourn and we grieve and we instantly go to social media to express Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. And I do think there is really uh, wisdom to just... Wait a, just wait, wait a second, you mm-hmm. know, um, that, that forum while, while useful and valuable is one of the things that stokes, uh, a lot of the anger towards each other. And then mm-hmm. I saw this anchor on CNN really lament this whole thing where mm-hmm. he was just like, it's a very predictable thing that's going to happen. The Democrats mm-hmm. are going to say, get rid of guns. The Republicans are going to say, mm-hmm. Uh, he had mental illness, and what do we need mm-hmm. to do? And it, he's right. It, like wh- when we're our most base response to tragedy is mm-hmm. when we should pause, but it's when we lash out most mm-hmm. likely because it's a primal instinct to just like I'm feeling yeah. all this, and here we go. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm I'm saying this is someone that needs to heed that advice. I have felt like it's important for me to pause more. Uh, do you feel like as a person who experienced that event, is it when you see people posting on social media, uh, mm-hmm. what is, does that do anything for you? What does it bring up for you when you see uh, people posting about it in any way, shape, Yeah. Or um,
1: you know, uh, I really, uh, you know, George Floyd stuff. And um, I think for a period of time, I, I was I felt caught up in it like it stirs up a lot of anger in me um, because you're going to have uh, I haven't I haven't been on social media recently. I mean, these were all elderly people that were killed, not saying that, you know, there's always a white person that will find some fault in the person that was killed. Um, and the, in this case, I haven't seen nothing, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was something out there. Um, I recognize that, um, you know, social media is not a safe space to grieve and lament. Um, and so, um, I'm mindful of just kind of like sharing and, and talking about things that bring me joy. Um, I also understand the cycle of, uh, egregious, something crazy happens, uh we get up in arms um we pray we say pray for the victims fighting back to regular thing right yes um so for me um when i see it you can't unsee it but right. then i get off mm. so i i exercise my power there's something about like, I don't know what it is, but when you eat hot chips, people say like, you'll still keep eating them. There's something tingling <laughs> and like, oh, you just keep eating them. Right. Yeah. With something um, e- egregious happen. And there's studies on this. When something happens on social media, your algorithm will change. You will find yourself looking and you'll be on there for hours. Um, choosing to, to be in an environment that causes you so much anger. Me going on social media looking at this stuff or writing about this stuff does not change the system.
0: No, exactly.
1: Um, yeah. So for me, I'm really intentional about the way I, I use the internet. Um, because I recognize that we all have we can exercise the power to not use it. Yes. Um, and I and I've, you know, I I I've seen people like um maybe like around the George Floyd stuff saying things like, if if you're not posting about this, then you're not an ally or, right. and in my mind, you know, I said that's not everybody's ministry to be like on social media, talking about this stuff. People like, don't feel, I think sometimes people feel pressure to like stand up and stand out. Right. And it's like, you, that's not something that you have to do. So, I mean, that's where I'm at with like this whole social media and all of the systems. It's like, social media is not, Gonna change the system? <laughs>
0: no, it is. It is by definition the system. Now, it is the yeah. way. <laughs> That's so good. It 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 is helpful to hear that because really the system is still the the physical world that we live in, and mm-hmm. laws aren't changing. Uh, ways of you know ways that people continue to face discriminatory behavior. It, it's still that doesn't change when you shout at the internet. Um, mm-hmm. It really is an attempt to, to sort of squelch that burning inside of you. That's like, I got to do, I got to do something. I got to say something. This is, this is unjust. It comes from a really decent place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is also, uh, I guess the issue is not that that's done, right? It's fine. You can do that. Um, but what you said is true. It really doesn't accomplish much and it actually hurts you maybe a little bit emotionally or mentally. Um, so one of the things that people can do instead of lashing out on social media, as you said, is just to sort of ground yourself, get sort of mm-hmm. centered. What what am I feeling right now? How what's yeah. this doing inside of me? Uh, yeah. Do you as someone who's you know, recently you've been supporting you know, local political candidates What sort of inspired that for you? Was it this conversation, this kind of way of thinking, what was it that made you think, maybe this is a better approach to handling some of the problems that I see in society?
1: Yeah. The systems. um, And uh, I was naive to how much laws played a role in, and government um, at the local level. Right. Yeah. Um, Presidential, I think everybody kind of votes, but locally, um, a lot of it matters. And so I yeah. think about people like you yeah, you, you, I can't be in the community helping people if my home life is suffering. Right. Um, so thinking about like, if I can help on the local level in the mm. community um, it's a good start. Yeah, And um, and, and even if it's on your street, right. There's so many um, ways that people want to help change the narrative, but people have to understand they're one person. Um, yes, right. And there's so many changes that have to happen. Sometimes if you think about it, it can feel like a lot. yeah, but also remembering like that you're human and creating balance in your life is so important. Mm. That's the only way the work's gonna get done and people talk about my consistency, my consistency wouldn't be here without my balance, right. Um, and it's not that everything so is going perfect or life is happening perfectly. But I take time, like you said, to grieve, I take time to feel. Um, because if we get to the point where we're numbing and we're not feeling, that means we're not experiencing joy. Mm. Uh, so creating joy is such a huge part of my life. Mm. Um, and allows me to keep going during like these really hard times.
0: That's really good. I think Mm. you, uh, you probably have come across a lot of people that, uh, like I have that say, I don't like politics. I'm not political Mm -hmm. yet. I mean, every, we know everyone is, everyone has an opinion about, you can't live in this world today and not have an opinion about something that's going on this political. I I think people don't realize that the way we get our water is political, that our sewage is political, the way that uh, sidewalks go in, everything that we do is political because political just Mm -hmm. means how we organize our life together. That's all Mm -hmm. it is. And Mm -hmm. so when you talk about local politics and dealing with the issues that we face, um, yes, that is a system thing, right? Everything is yeah. a system. But if we want to disrupt the system the way it is, social media is not really accomplishing what we think it is
1: is, not.
0: is really what this comes down to is getting involved with believing in the people that are aligned with what we care about, getting involved in your your town, um, mm-hmm. your workplace, just mm-hmm. like looking at the ways, the small ways that, yes. that like the system perpetuates whiteness and white supremacy mm-hmm. and other things like that.
1: And a small ways add up, you know, we live in a country that everything is so grandiose. And right. Um, and so we're used to thinking of things on a larger level and not celebrating small wins and even just um the little things that you do. And, it, and this is not to knock, you know, I, I want to be clear, like, it's not, a bad thing if people are posting about certain things on social media no. right. it becomes bad when you find yourself struggling with let's say if it's backlash or like you should you you can't lay yourself on the cross to like mm. try to change your system um so like if you have balance in that then that's great right but if you're finding yourself unbalanced in it then that's not okay there's not anything a There's nothing that says you have to be a martyr for a system that you never designed. You just was a part of and have woken up about.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I hear a lot of of kids that I talk to say, well, I didn't do this. I didn't create this. You know, uh, and they're frustrated. They're frustrated being told that they're bad just because of the way they are or right. something like that. Right. right. And so of right. course not, their initial instinct is to defend themselves.
1: Right. <laughs> and
0: that's what I think when I when I think about woke Olympics, it's like uh I've heard more, you know, people told to be to shut up and listen than I have like express what you need to express and then mm-hmm. let's explore what you just what just came out of you. You know, mm-hmm. because really uh, everything that I'm trying to pay attention to now is just noticing. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's interesting. That's interesting that I said that, that I thought that. And I think if we can collectively do that for each other rather than shout at each other uh, on in a very predictable way, um, mm-hmm. like, you know, then uh, that might be something that, that we could see some traction gained. Uh, it's really important. To be effective in this, not to just feel justified, and that—that yeah. that I think is what you're you're talking about. Well, all of this is connected to our own personal well-being.
1: Yeah. So, which is why, if you're not grounded and you're like trying to defend yourself, and it's like then you feel attacked, and that does something to you mentally. Yes. Um, where you can't perform, then you really won't be able to like do the work that you want to do. Um, yeah so you know it's it's really important and then it's like when you're not being seen for doing this work it's like it's okay if you're not seen for doing this work because you know what you're doing right 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 right. but our country like glamorizes so much about the publicity of things there are a lot of things that i've done behind the scenes i don't share um, because i don't need i don't feel i don't i'm not driven by the i'm not driven by the uh the 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 notary of of what I do I'm driven by the people that I'm serving right um the things that when I'm volunteering that I love doing I don't need to go on social media and post it so you know really being mindful on your um, motive for what you're doing um Mm. because there's no there's no glory there's no I don't want to say glory there's no um I think it's hard to sustainability yeah when your sustainability is about the purpose and what you're doing sometimes you lose focus in it yeah um but it's not it's really not and and dave you know like i've done a lot of things behind the scenes I that <laughs> people people would not know about but right. it's that's not why i do it i know i really i really find joy out of helping
0: people you know Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this conversation. I look forward to the new questions, solutions, organizations, and ideas that you may have to begin to solve this tragic situation in which we find ourselves. Peace, my friends.